You're listening to Comedy Central. So here's what I know. You're listening to this podcast waiting patiently for us to shut the fuck up, get out of the way, and let people insult each other. And for that, I thank you. I figured if you're listening to the Roast Battle podcast on the Comedy Central Podcast Network, then you've probably seen Jeff Ross presents a Roast Battle on the Comedy Central TV Network. And if you've seen that, you will probably enjoy other comedic program the network has to offer. Comedy Central has a very unique dark workplace comedy called Corporate. Currently, it's in its second season. You can watch new episodes of Corporate every Tuesday night at 10.30 p.m. on Comedy Central. Now I can see you right now already rolling your eyes and blowing out the side of your fucking mouth because you're used to people creating incredible content and giving it away for absolutely free. You're probably borrowing someone's Netflix login right now. You're spoiled. Well, the good folks at Comedy Central are aware that you're spoiled. So the season two premiere episode is available on CC.com right now as we speak. Nobody actually goes to websites anymore. Everyone just Googles. So for my Googlers, type corporate on Comedy Central and click on one of the first search results and it'll take you to corporate's official website where you can watch the entire season two premiere for free. No excuses for not giving this show a solid effort. The critics like it. Anybody who has a job and thinks their boss is an idiot loves it. It's one of those rare, well-shot cult classics. And this week, we're sitting down with one of its creators and stars, Mr. Jake Weissman. So I'm talking to Mike Lawrence the other day, and he was talking about Bill Cosby. He's like, you know, Bill would roofie women, and they wouldn't know what happened to him. He's like, even his terror is clean. I hey, it. welcome to the Rose Battle. This is your host, Brian Moses. The voice you're about to hear is Coach T, Grammy-nominated producer oh. Coach T. Oh. Morning, thank Coach. Thank you, man. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. Hey, thank you, Coach. Uh, the next voice you're going to hear is the infamous Pat Barker. Hey, what's up, guys? Yeah. And we got a TV star in our hand. Superstar, uh, actually. From the, criti- from the critically acclaimed uh, television show, a personal favorite of ours here at the Rose Battle, uh, Jake Weissman, creator star, writer, executive producer of Corporate on Comedy Central, which airs every Tuesday for how many months now? Uh, 18? Yeah, every fucking month till I die. I just gotta make this show. 10.30pm, Tuesdays, Comedy Central. I like when you said clitically acclaimed. Yeah, I caught that. Uh, Clitically acclaimed. It it makes you come, yeah. Uh, I'm a misogynist now. (laughs) No, 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 it's good. (laughs) Is it clitically? female pleasure is good. Oh! Yeah, if the the clits are into it, then it's like women like it. It's the opposite of misogyny. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. How you feel about this show, man? I like it. Uh, <laughs> uh, I like it too. I think it's good because coach with the hard hitting questions right off. Hot why, take, coach. Why do you like it? Oh, there oh, we go. I, I'm so glad you said that. I like it because I like when. Okay, here's what I don't like. Oh no, how about no? How about this? This is not what I don't like. This is what I think is an edge to creating content when you take serious actors and you put them in comedic roles. And yeah. when we have a relationship with those serious actors, it makes it. Way more funny, hundred percent. Yeah, and so you got my man from the wire there, Lance Reddick. <laughs> oh, that's my nigga, bro. So 
for a black person, you, you throw anybody from the wire in it that we just can't help but like it. I mean, I love the wire. He actually just texted me his back is fucked up. So, no. Uh, yeah, I'm texting with Lance Reddick, so my life is pretty good. Yeah, I mean, that's, Did Omar get him? But that's the, <laughs> but that's that the whole thing. I feel like that's the whole, like, Airplane, which is such a funny movie. Yeah. Um, it's just, Leslie Nielsen, you forget, was a dramatic actor. He wasn't, he had never done comedy, and then oh, he was crazy. put in Airplane. Airplane, if you watch it, is a drama with jokes. It's like a straight-up drama, but it has the most, the silliest fucking jokes ever. Yeah. So to me, that's how to make comedy on TV. Like that's yeah. like you just play it really intense. You set up all this lighting and spend all this money to make it look like a drama, and then the joke really is that all you're doing is talking about your dick. Like that's the joke. <laughs> the joke is that you did all of this yeah. just to say something stupid. Like that's why it's funny. Right. I, I think it's brilliant. Was that was that a hard sell, by the way? Because it's not. I, I don't think it's a typical Comedy Central show in term like stylistically. Was was, was that like when you went in, into those pitch meetings? Were were they? Was there some pushback immediately? You know, um, not really, because um, it's about how working at a corporation is a nightmare, and they all work at a corporation, and their lives are nightmares. So they were like, yeah, this is real. So yeah, please. Like, I mean, at first, I think they were just buying a script, which they buy a lot of scripts, because, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, so that wasn't that crazy, because we've been doing stand-up and sketch for a while, so they gave us a chance. And then I think when we made it, you know... I don't think they understood exactly what we wanted to do with it and make it look like a drama. I think they just thought it would be like another workaholics because uh, that was a show set <laughs> right. in the office with white guys. Yeah. So um, we we were like, we just chose all these people that made it look real different. And when they saw it, I think they're like, this really isn't what we do, but I think we like it enough where we have to do it because it'll probably go somewhere else if we don't do it. Like, that's what they said. They're like, if we don't pick this up, someone else will and we'll look like idiots. That's oh, what they that's said. Oh, such a, so that's I, such but a I'm high not, school girl thing. But yeah, but I'm, oh, I'm, I, I, I'm not sure that. at first if they were like, really like, yeah, this is our brand. All right, Jake, we love corporate, but we got to take a break right now and uh, kick it to Pat to get in some battles. Who you got, Pat? Okay, so th this one happened pretty recently, uh, within the last month or so. This is Omid Singh. Uh, one of our uh, our favorites, all time great battler in his final battle before he moves overseas. Oh, he's going to the UK. Uh, yeah, he's he going to the UK. Hey. Ninety Day Fiance. Yeah, for a girl. No way. Yeah, man. The show Ninety Day Fiance. He's doing it, the theme. He's not on the show. He's going for a saying, girl. But it's, it's like that. I'm saying. Yeah. yeah he's he's. Uh, he yeah. met he met somebody he likes. And, and, and the 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 community's better over there for getting paid and stuff like that. And he's for over, sure. he's over there a lot. And he, he does he does he's done Edinburgh a few mm -hmm. times and like evidently done very very well over there. Oh yeah, that's our guy. So yeah, he's he's going over and he's also a roast battle legend. This was him going for his 20th win, which nobody has ever done before. No. Did uh, he get it? He, well, I'm not, I'm not going to spoil it. There okay. you go. It's uh, this is him versus Sarah Keller, who's uh, who's one of our favorites here, also. All right, yeah, so, so, hold on, so, this so is, this is literally Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. yeah. So hold on. So you got Omid is uh, he's an Arabic, but he looks like an intelligent Arabic guy. <laughs> he's oh, half gee, Indian. That's problematic. He's half Indian and half, I believe, uh, Iranian. Yeah. We, we know some terrorists strap the bomb and some build the bomb. I feel like he's a bomb builder. Okay, I like that. You know okay. what I mean? All right, bomb uh, builder. It's a compliment. Bomb the builder. Yeah. So he's uh, <laughs> he's uh, he's Arabic. Um, I guess medium handsome on the handsome scale. I guess say medium. What what do people joke about with him when they when they when they just him being brown? Yeah. All right. Always well, a brown guy. I mean, guy. that's 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 most of it. So, yeah. you, so when you hear these jokes, you, they're being told to a brown guy. Yeah, and this uh, this happened the week before Christmas. I only mention that because it is a, a little bit of a theme at the beginning oh, of the battle. Uh, yes. Now I remember Sarah Keller came out and she Keller tried. is blonde, blue eyed, cheerleading type from uh, the Midwest. There we go. Yeah. yeah, she can be seen on season two, four, three. 
As a cheerleader, right? Yeah, she's uh, in the Blake Griffin battle. One of Blake Griffin's cheerleaders in season three. Blue eyes. uh, Who's the girl who was murdered by a family, allegedly? Uh, John Benet Ramsey? There you go. Uh, Not Natalie Holloway? All right. Yeah, no, John Benet, all grown up. Absolutely. Night. Right. Come on, belly room. Come on, Coach T. Fire it's it up. The livest, the livest audience in the world. This Chris knows what is it's the about. livest audience in the world. And this podcast drops every Thursday. I got you, Coach. <laughs> All right. Last battle of the night. Who's ready for this? Who's ready for this? Who's ready for this? This is a big one. I am. This is a big one. This is a really big one. Now, this lady, if there's another fucking season of Rose Battle, this is my first pick for it. Wow. I love what this What was that if? Who's, uh, I don't know if we're going to get it. I'm, I'm sorry. You're right. Sorry. <laughs> You're right. We're the SNL of Comedy Central. We'll just keep coming back, even if we're shitty. I'm sorry. Uh, it's true. <laughs> okay, we're way worse than that, by the way. SNL's actually great. Uh, I'm kidding. We're fun. You're here. This lady coming to the stage. I love her so much. Please make a laugh for Minnesota Zone. Miss Sarah Keller. Uh, you're battling Omid Singh on his farewell. Yeah. This is it. Why are you battling Omid? Um, because he's amazing and he terrifies me, and not just because I'm getting on a plane in four hours. <laughs> Everybody, he's going for his 20th win, which is the most wins in Rose Battle history. Uh, and this is his last battle in the U.S. Hopefully forever. Uh... I love this guy so much. He's been here since literally since like day three. Make a laugh for Omid Singh, everybody. I'm gonna miss you. What do you mean, last battle in the U.S.? He's moving to London. Great. That's awesome. Is that great? <laughs> I personally saw Omid kill in London, so it's yeah. going to be a good fit. Thanks. Thanks to you, Jeff. Actually, yeah, you put me up. That was fun. Yeah. Yeah, baby. So now what prompted the move? <laughs> what prompted the move? Just felt like it. I love it. That was really good. <laughs> we won't think, say it. Did though. I miss something? Yeah, we, it's, we, we lost the moment. It was good. Sarah's killing over here. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. Anyway, why are you battling her? Uh, she's from Minnesota. She's got a nice set of twins. I thought it'd be nice. Quick and easy. That's why he's the best. You don't even know you're dying until he's there. All right. Uh, it's one round. It's five jokes. Who's going first? Ladies first. Ladies first. This is the last battle here in the States. She's going to keep battling. Are we ready for this? Last battle of the night. Battle. Come on. Let's run. I actually wanted to start by reading a Christmas poem. <laughs> Twas the week before Christmas, and all through the store, not a creature was stirring except for this boar. The judges were seated in VIP with their weed in, in hopes that I'd beat him with relative speed. The wave is nestled all snug in their booth with visions of white women most uncouth. And Moses is ready, and I in my place, to begin this roast that'll leave Omid in disgrace. From the audience will arise such a clatter, for this, my friends, is a laughing matter. 
away to England, this boob is fleeing. After this battle and his pants peeing. Court McCowan is here looking like a sexy Saint Nick. Ready to watch me beat this human armpit. He'll call me white trash and a Christmas whore. But he'll never see his name adorn this store. He'll get on his carpet and fly away in disgrace. Because I've metaphorically taken a shit on his face. But as he leaves, we'll hear him yell, Merry Christmas to... And to all a good night. To all a good fight. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Yo, that was a prologue, my nigga. <laughs> Sarah and I have never had sex, but then again, I'm not a horse. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's funny because... I honestly, I think Omid would be the only guy that can find the clit because he keeps a, the, a jar of the ones he's cut off. Fuck, that would have been... Damn it! You should have uh, read that one, too. Sarah's, Sarah's mom is an air traffic controller, so it must be hard to watch her, her daughter's career never take off. Karma. <laughs> that was a solid plane, bro. <laughs> solid plane, bro. Well done. <laughs> since we're talking about mom, since we're talking about moms, uh, Omid's mom is a yoga teacher and a chant leader. Her favorite chant is, "Oh my God, my son is such a disappointment." <laughs> Thanks, Jamar. <laughs> Sarah was a Disney cast member for nine months as Ariel. Now when she does stand-up, we all have to watch her flounder. <laughs> Omid speaks Farsi, is far-sighted, and far from funny. Yeah, no, I know. Sarah's Irish Catholic. She's fucked the father, the son, and the first cousin. <laughs> You gotta learn somehow. <laughs> Omid is uncircumcised, which makes sense because his people always cover the head with a hood. Sarah was molested and proposed to by a man when she was 14. Talk about peaking. Wow, that battle had everything. <laughs> Fire Squad, who are we liking this one? Well, it was like Santa's little helper versus Al-Qaeda's little helper. <laughs> and, uh, 
And, uh, you know, Omid, you're, I mean, I, you're, you're, we are going to miss you, dude. You're such a great battler. That last joke really was like uh, the, uh, you know, what a way to go out uh, strong. Sarah, nice try with the poem. Uh, maybe about 20 lines too long. No, I, yeah. Um, hey. But I took a fucking chance. Yeah, but the outfit, the work. outfit works. So if you want to we read some stuff later to me, we can work that out. Um, that's right, Hollywood. It doesn't stop. No. It doesn't stop. No. Um, that's right. That's Court. That's Court Weinstein right there. Yeah, Goddamn. Uh, <laughs> Tell him, Court. I. Uh, but it was. It was. I mean, I mean, clearly, I. You know, solid. Uh, you're awesome. Um, I'm sure in London, you'll make lots of bombs, and uh, you know, it'll be a good over there. But. But it was. It was great. A great final battle. I definitely give it to Omid. But. Uh, ni- but nice try. Drama. Yeah, I'm definitely Omid. He um, he didn't miss. He really didn't miss one. Damn right. All right. That was an incredible battle, uh, Omid, or as I call him, David Tel Aviv. Nish. Oh shit. Tips, fellas, and that was that. That was great. You know, it's a tough battle. He's, right. he's going up against uh, Bombinet Ramsey over here. So, uh... <laughs> Jesus, Tony, Tony, these fucks. The wave hates me for some reason. Uh, I'm gonna wave? go with. I'm, I'm. I mean, what's amazing about that from a technical standpoint, though, is Omid clearly had that uh, round one already, and he threw a round three haymaker there at the end just for us. Yeah. So I mean, I don't know. This is fucking crazy so far, but great battle. You do you? Uh, we know. Do you wave like the white one wave? Yeah. I'm gonna, I gotta give it. To Amid, because even though I like your outfit, Amid did that peeking joke. And let me tell you, I know a little something about peeking. I shit on myself for the holidays. Still, Malibu's must want to come in January 2022. Hell yeah, nigga. I'm going to watch all of that shit. I got to see what that character has to say. No, it's just one. Yeah. Just one round five. Wow. Go ahead, Chris. Yo, I honestly, I, I can't wait for Mrs. Claus' mixtape to drop, nigga. I'm going to buy that shit. <laughs> I like the poem, nigga. It made me feel warm. I laughed twice, but it made me feel warm, though. Oh, me, you, you killed this shit, dog. You you look like the IT guy that comes over to fix your computer, but he don't knock. He just be like, yo, I'm here, though. What's up? Uh, that's just a hood joke for niggas who struggle, but... Uh, I mean, yo, you got my vote, B. I'm gonna eat this weed. Chris has so much money, god damn it. All right, go ahead. I got no money. Let's get young Elton John to take a bow in the front <laughs> Pocket Rocket Man. Come on, baby. Um, Sarah, I love the poem. Yeah, I love when people do theatrical different things and make it unique and fun and Christmassy and the dress is awesome and you're really funny. But Omid, I don't know. It's You can't beat a guy that's about to like leave forever. 
Like, when you have nothing to lose, someone's going to walk in here and kill, and Omid really killed it tonight. I don't even mean... I, I just mean you had confidence. You're, you're barely... You killed in first gear tonight, Omid. You're just... Barely lifted a finger, and every joke worked. And a lot a, of jokes happened, it right? Was really, <laughs> it was really funny. Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> Is this when you guys fucking... <laughs> All right. Is that the detonation fucking cue? What was that? Muslim. All right. They dre- uh, they, they're dressed like they're here for a holiday play where they run their reindeer and sleigh into the World Trade Center. And they, uh, well, right. one looks like she's in the play, and he looks like he's just picking up lights in the back. <laughs> it's all black, nigga. That's how they dress. Ladies and gentlemen, his 20th win. <laughs> We're going to miss him. Omi Singh! Hoggy One of the things I was wondering is, did, <laughs> did this show come out the way that you wanted it to come out? Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, that's, the, I mean, that's the best thing about, I mean, listen, I can joke about all the parents stuff. I'm super lucky you get to make two seasons of a show. I mean, you know what it's like. It's like, holy shit. Yeah. What? I can't yeah. believe this fucking happened. Um, but then you get high maintenance. You're like, where the fuck? Well, you, <laughs> well, either answer my trailer. But that's what humans are like. Right. It's just, you, you, would, you can't, you have to set low expectations the second you get high expectations and they're not hit, you want to kill yourself. Like, that's why parents shouldn't be telling kids that life is good. You know what I mean? You should tell them it's bad, and if it's good, they're, like, really happy, I think. Um, But, no, that's part of... The thing is, we were like, we got to make exactly what we wanted for the most part. We get to shoot it how we wanted so it looks good. We got to be really fucking crazy. I mean, really fucking crazy and do some psychotic things, and that's all you want. And then you hope just people see it and the people who like it will let you get the next thing because like yeah. even if tons of people don't see it if the right people see it as brian was saying then it hopefully because you 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 want to create the thing so people like the thing but then if you do have a career at it you're creating a thing so you can make the next thing that's exactly. just that's how your brain works you can't yeah, think exactly. you can't just be happy you made no, the thing dude. Yeah. because also Dying once you inside. make the thing like our show comes out like a like almost like six months to a year after we finished it so it's uh-huh. like we're done with that we're different people two uh, years after mm-hmm. you wrote it like we wrote it a while ago i'm different now so okay. i've never it's seen like, you so happy yeah i'm, I'm pretty happy right now. it's weird <laughs> yeah, it's I, honestly, so weird it actually is well two months ago i was like i'm gonna hang myself for sure but uh but now i'm good like so it's like you know i'm just you go through crazy. yeah, yeah you just go ebbs and flows it. yeah i'm okay. good <laughs> uh so I, I got to say this. Your show is not for stupid people. It requires an element of intelligence. Okay. I, 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 I'm, I, I'm assuming. I'm, well, I'm assuming you're aware of that. Well, coach, coach, it, is, coach is low-key calling himself intelligent. That's no, but, but right like, I, like, I like slow burn. Like, you know, the fastball is great, but if you can throw a great changeup, I think that's almost a better skill. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I just know, like, if you're infatuated with, you know, maybe a Tosh.0, if you're infatuated with getting things quick and, and, and the setup being slow and not having the references, you might struggle with this show. But if you are, I don't want to say more intelligent because that sounds shitty, but if you are connected to that and the, and the themes that you guys touch on, I think it's brilliant. Do you, should we should we throw to a battle real quick? Uh, I got I got a couple here. Uh, Who you got? Um, this is a throwback battle. This features one of our, our favorite battlers from back in the day who moved to New York and now is a, a writer for Impractical Jokers, Kim Congdon. Oh, Queen Congdon. Oh, yeah. yeah. Lewis is uh, a yeah. Louis J. Gomez's uh, significant Buddha. other. Going up against our favorite heroin addict, uh, ex-heroin addict Dan Nolan. Oh, that's a good. One. That's an old school. One. This glad. is an old school battle. I'm so we haven't played it on the podcast yet. Really great, great fight. Okay, yeah. yeah. I'm glad you got 
Dan Nolan in there because I think he's going to play a role in what we do moving forward in the podcast and with these you know main event things. Um, let's 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 sit with Kim. So let's make sure you know. So Kim is Puerto Rican. Mm-hmm. She's got long straight hair. Mm-hmm. Um, she's a woman, so she'll probably be called a slut all the time. Uh, she's you know rel- correct, relatively attractive, <laughs> and um, she she used to be around L.A. Right? Yeah, yeah. She, she was, was a, she was a Kill Tony girl. If any of the listeners know what that means, yeah, uh, yeah. Regular on Kill Tony. She writes for Impractical Jokers now, but she, yeah, she she ran up through the ranks of Rose Battle. Was on season two and three. So if I get this correct, because I feel like Lewis yeah. shined on this, she literally went from putting her name in a bucket to actually having a relative comedy career. Yeah, yeah. All right, man. Way yeah. to go, man. So the pro- was- yeah, the system works. Everybody just trust the process. There you go. Kim Condon is a you know a, a result of that, and we got Dan Nolan. Yeah, uh, tall uh, got a little bit of a, a beer belly, but I, yeah. I don't think he drinks. Right? He's what sober. was your Vietnam joke about him, Pat? Uh, it wasn't mine. I wish I could take credit, but Connor McSpadden said uh, Dan looks like the world's youngest Vietnam vet. Yeah, <laughs> which is so true. That's Dan Nolan. The dude's in his twenties. Yeah. he just he looks like <laughs> he's in his twenties. I think so. Like yeah, ma- maybe crazy. like late twenties, early thirties. I just think he. I just don't think he put effort into his appearance. I think you know he moved a little different after the shower. Some you know a couple more products. He wouldn't look like that. But he definitely does look a little worn. Well, he came out of jail, and he looks like a guy who just came out of jail. Like a, a big, big. Uh, he wears all the bowling shirts and stuff like that, and like, uh, yeah, yeah, like swap meet, like gas station attendant yeah, but, clothes. But I'm, what I'm saying is, he looks like that because he chooses to. I, I'm assuming that if he had a makeover. He'd be looking kind of He's nice. actually, when he first started coming around, he always wore ripped jeans and he had the big prison glasses, like the right, super right. like like and, wide-eyed and ones. The mailman shirt. Yeah. And then I went to battle him and he showed up and he had a haircut and he had like nicer glasses. And I was like, you motherfucker, how dare you? No, how <laughs> like you improve yourself right before our battle. <laughs> did Omid do that with you too? Omid did that too? Like cut his hair or something oh, yeah, like that? Or cut yeah. his beard? Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's like, I don't lose weight before my battles. You're yeah. welcome. Well, that's like, on you, baby. <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm, I'm helping the art form. Uh, <laughs> Good jokes out there. See, see people, people got to switch it up on Pat. It's hard to go up with Pat straight, you know. You yeah. got to, you know, yeah, you yourself like some yeah. some shit. You some shit um, so I like Dan Nolan, man. You're gonna hear a lot of Dan Nolan, so hopefully you guys understand why he's so dope in this battle. Did it. This is your main event. It's five jokes. It's one round. I'm excited. First lady, I'm bringing to the stage. She was on Rose Battle season two in the Atlanta Regional, and she won. Make love for Kimberly Condon. So you were on Facebook calling dudes out, and Dan Nolan said, I want a piece. And you said, well, why, why, why'd you accept Dan Nolan's challenge? Um, well, I'm from Florida, so I'm used to being around white trash. Oh. <laughs> well, let's meet Dude. He's our favorite ex-heroin addict. We love him so much here. AA's finest, Dan Nolan! Daniel, why'd you, uh, why'd you say, all right, I'll battle you, Kim? I mean, look at her. I'm just excited for the big hug at the end. Saudi, who do you like? It looks like the housekeeper's finally going after the maintenance man. <laughs> I'm excited to see it. <laughs> this feels like an indie yeah. movie about recovery. Like, falling yeah. in love is the last step. <laughs> Dale, I, or, uh, Dan, I like that you look like Dale and Bill from King of the Hill were one person. <laughs> God damn it, Joseph. All right, uh... This is you guys take a sabbatical. It's all about these guys. They're gonna vote. So it's one round. It's five jokes. Who wants to go first? I'll go first. It's a gentleman. Dan Nolan, Kim Congdon. Last battle of the night. Are we ready? Yeah. You're a good crowd. Let's go. Kim's dating an NFL player right now, and they actually have a lot in common because he's had a bunch of concussions, and she's just a dumb bitch. 
Get him, get him, Kim. Dan gained 100 pounds after he stopped doing heroin. Now he has hepatitis C cups. <laughs> Kim just voiced a cartoon on MTV. It was the first time she's ever been drawn to something other than black guys with money. <laughs> Coach T. <laughs> Dan had a black girlfriend when he was on drugs. They spent their date nights picking Oxycontin. Kim is a terrible comic. The only time she's had people slapping their knees, it was against the back of her thighs because she's a gigantic whore. I guess the only difference between us is I suck on dick and you suck on stage. <laughs> Dan looks like he knows where John Benet Ramsey is. <laughs> Kim's got a really beautiful smile. She's only ever had one cavity filled, but it was her anus by a bunch of basketball players. Thank you so much, Jeffrey Dahmer. You're, you're welcome, cunt. is because it doesn't fit in his veins. Kim's football player boyfriend has had so many concussions, he keeps forgetting to beat the shit out of her. Billy. He looks like he dips his fingers in children. Bad, oh, bad, oh. Wow. Oh my God. Well done. Uh, well, I want to see another joke, but that's just me. I got to go to the firing squad to see what you guys want to do. Definitely the best battle of the night. I don't know. It's a great battle. This deserves another joke. Super close, but they might have left it all in round one. I don't know if they have another joke, Moses. I don't know. They get... Great, great. Do you guys great have another battle. joke? I have like I have a, a few. I mean, yeah, I guess. Yeah, they have, they have like a joke left. Joe, you want to weigh in on this? Um. Well, uh, first of all, I do wish Dan were were Jeffrey Dahmer because that means a gay person would have had a good performance tonight. Um, <laughs> Dan, it's I've funny. just started listening to your comedy. I'm a big, big fan of you. You look like a Jigglypuff stepdad. Uh, 
I think... Uh, a lot of Pokemon references today. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, if it's up to me, I'm... I think by, by a hair, I'm going to give it to Kim. Mm. There it is. One for Kim. I mean, I want to know where John Bonet is, because she's probably got nice tits. Classic Earl. I, and present Earl. I mean, this was a great battle, great jokes, and awesome rebuttals. I want to see one more. Okay. It's one for Kim, one for another joke. I mean, yeah, they... They both like look really young for divorces. Uh, <laughs> this, is, this is this is this is my thing about this. I feel like Kim's jokes could have been written by a good amount of different types of people. They were really clever, but I felt like Dan's best stuff could have only been written by Dan. And I love how like personal and unique and the fucking risk you took. What if so you actually wrote her own jokes? Yeah. No, I think you did. I just, they were more based on simple wordplay, and I really liked the fucking weird turns that he went with his. So I would go with Dan. I think Mike might be trying to say that you liked his style tonight a little bit. Yeah, this is the weird misdirection and just like, just the weird no, this fucking. Is a great, yeah. great, great battles. He right? was like, clever. Like, this could go I do think way. it was the best performance I've seen Dan have, but I think it was the best jokes that I've seen Kim do, and I've seen you do this so many times. The fucking John Bonet joke and a couple other jokes. It was, I don't know, it was a really, really great battle. I think Kim edged him out, in my opinion. And I thought it was Dan's best battle, so if you guys both volunteer in one more joke, you can do it. It seems like that's what the judges want. Technically, not all the judges voted, so we kind of have to do one more, right? Let's get after it. You went first, right? Kim, you're up. You ready? Okay. Last joke of the night. Are we ready? Last battle! Dan looks like he started to go to N.A. because he heard there were chips. <laughs> Look, I'm not going to lie. I would totally have sex with Kim because I may have quit shooting heroin, but I refuse to stop exposing myself to hepatitis. <laughs> And that is your last joke of the night. Judges, who do we like? Dude, I hate to do this. I still can't decide. Really? I mean, if you're putting a gun to my head, I'll give Dan the very slightest of edges. Okay. But I, I would like to see another one if they have it. Fuck. Roastmaster, who do you like? Je who do you guys like? I mean, I think that the quality from both of them in this is so astounding that if they've got more, we should get more. I think they both have one more joke. <laughs> like, literally, they have just one joke left. All right, Dan, you're back up. You ready? Last, this is it. Let's roast. Kim's taking so much black dick, her pussy gets accused of cultural appropriation. Dan looks like his dog is the one who taught him about his peanut allergy. Now, guns to your guy's head. Who do you want for this? That last one, he, he went to the black guy thing too much, and that last one was really fucking unique, so I'd say Kim. Yeah. All right. Kim's up one. Joe Dosh, who do you like? Uh, well, Dan, I do have to salute your unparalleled wit in thinking to call her a cunt, but I... I, I think we got it. This was really, really fun, you guys. I really got to say I really enjoyed watching you guys. But uh, for me, uh, still, buy a cunt hair, Kim. 
Yes. By her own hair, Kim. She's up to. Earl, who you like? I mean, this was so close again. I thought Dan's joke was smarter, but Kim, Kim's got a little bit bigger of a reaction, so I got to give it to Kim. All right. Rose Master and the right. champs. Well, do you that guys makes like? it easy. Definitely a phenomenal battle. Give it up one last time for both of them. Both did great. Both did great. And Dan, like, you're more confident than you've ever been. You're fucking used to kind of like hold back and, 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 and sort of sink into the wall. But now when you do your jokes, you come up. You fucking kill tonight. Yeah. Kim got you by a little bit, but... You're both getting better and better and yeah. better. Congratulations. Dan, you, Dan, you look so much more comfortable in your skin because you have so much more of it now. <laughs> Congratulations, Kim. You're winning Congress. tonight, Kimberly Condon! Oh! Double overtime, hug each other. Oh! This is a great fight. Thank you, Saudi Prince. Oh! Thank you, Coach T. Thank you, All Nigga Wave. Thank you, Mike Lawrence, Joe Dash, Earl Skankel, Coach T. Yeah, we, we, we kind of talked about this before you guys got here, but your history as a stand-up, you are very much a guy who doesn't give a fuck about pleasing everybody in the audience. No. Like, no. you do your style of comedy, and yeah. if you like it, great. If you don't, that's your problem. Do you yeah. start is out it, like that? We always like, I'm sorry, Peggy. I, I, I was just going to ask, is it weird to, now that you have a show that's dependent to a degree upon ratings, is it weird to have to give a fuck about what people think? Yes, I, I think so, but luckily... <laughs> I mean, luckily or unluckily, and I think you guys are kind of like this as well, is like I don't have the kind of brain that can please people beyond beyond just who already agrees with me. Like, I'm not a good enough comedian to make people who don't like me like me. Like, I'm just kind of crazy. And so I have like a specific point of view, and I feel like I can hit that pretty well. And the reason why I don't care about other people who don't like it is because I don't I literally can't do it. Like, I don't know how mm-hmm. to talk about bubblegum. Like, I don't, I, oh, bubblegum's crazy. You know, I, I don't know how to fucking do that. I can be like, here's my psychotic point of view. I wish I could. I wish, I wish I almost could be a more general comedian who could, like, please gazillions of people with my ridiculous, like, broad observations. But I don't, I don't have that kind of brain. And so I feel like I'm either very lucky to have a specific point of view that'll get me a niche audience. Or I'm unlucky in that I'm a psychopath who can only think like this, you know? So I, I, but I think it's a good thing. I think it's a good thing. And you just have to hope that your specific, I hate this word, but brand of shit will eventually attract the right people and they'll follow you. I mean, that's all you can really do, I think. Some yeah. people can like please everyone and they're so, it's like, how do you do that? But I don't think like that. I feel like I look at things cynically and I, know, I think everyone's lying and I like, that's yeah. what I want to talk about. But I don't. I just wish that I could talk about generalship, but it's like... Like, a very pragmatic view of, like, the world and everything like that. And you, you look at a show like The Office, and it's like, oh, they, they work in an office, but everybody is kind of, like, having an okay time. Yeah. Nobody's really miserable. His, you know, Jake captures people being miserable really well. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you. I mean, it's also just... if you I go wonder to, why. If you go, <laughs> if you go to a, uh, any green room in comedy, that's the other thing. It's like... We have great jobs, or or when we were coming up, like and had day jobs, whatever. But like, you talk to comedians, and like everyone, like sometimes green rooms are funny, but a lot of times it's like, what's wrong? Like it's just like, oh, what's what's fucked up about your life? How what hurts? You know, who's fucking you over? Like I feel like the way people honestly communicate, at least in my circles, yeah, is just like by complaints. Mm-hmm. It's like, and that's just what human experience is. I feel like you all have to hustle every day to make rent. It's really hard to make rent, especially in this city. It's like, everyone's like kind of stressed out all the time. Yeah, and so I, money. Yeah, and I feel like to me, I don't love escapist entertainment as much as I like people, because I always felt people were lying to me growing up. So I always like entertainment that's like telling me the truth because it makes me feel like I'm not crazy. 
Mm. You know oh, what I mean? Because mm. it's like I don't. It, val- it validates you your, it. It validates yeah. your emotional state. That I, that seems like it might have been embedded in you from the people that helped raise you. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. I think, and All I think right. it's that's just it. It's like I just want to feel like. Yeah, but the, it's funny because when you make that show and you make this really like intense thing, and then people on Twitter are like, "Thank you!" Like that's what my oh, life yeah, is yeah. like. You're like, "Okay, cool." Like that's what I wanted someone to do is just be like, "No, no, everyone's lying. Santa Claus is bullshit." You know what I mean? Like yeah. everyone's unhappy. Everyone gets divorced. Like I just wish I'd known that when I was a kid because mm-hmm. every growing up, I grew up in like the suburbs, and everyone was like. Uh, no, you have a you get a husband or a wife, you have kids and you're happy and you drink tea every night and you know there's no problem. It's like yeah. who's like that? Yeah. All right, let's take a break from talking Jake and corporate and let's get into some battles. Pat uh, it's a great one from a couple of years ago. Uh, two of our favorites, Heather Maruli versus mm. Paige Wesley. Nice. Uh, you're. Do we do we do that one? We did not do this one. Do you want Do you want to describe these two, Coach? Why would you what? do that, man? I really like Heather and I really like Paige. Yeah, same. Same. So you should describe them and talk about how great they are. Uh, the number ten. Um, <laughs> that's not the number ten. It's a double zero. Yeah, I was gonna say it's like that's that's tipping the scale. <laughs> uh, Heather Maruli is a very tall. A thick woman. She looks like that voluptuous. Girl. They're both very voluptuous. She looks like mm-hmm. the. She yeah. looks like the. She looks like a tall version of that girl that was on the Steve Harvey show. Oh, I think that was Steve Harvey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I think they. I think they share the uh, equal amounts of facial hair. Um, no, <laughs> Heather's probably going to take a lot of ugly jokes. Although, couple girls with thyroid problems. Let's get through it. Yeah, she. A, she a big one, but you know, Paige too. It's all good. Oh yeah, I mean, Rampage. Rampage. Right, Rampage Wesley. She she was the one who exposed R. Kelly to me first. The 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 width yeah. of what's like. But she's going a major on. fan. Yeah. Which is like, but she's conflicted about it. Yeah, yeah it should be no conflict as far as I'm concerned, man. That boy <laughs> make hits. Uh, but yeah, so she's short, and so like I guess Rampage would be if you squished uh, Heather Maruli. Yeah, down he- like Heather a in, a, in a trash compactor or something. Yeah. yeah, I'm trying to be really nice because I, I really know. like these guys, but I know these jokes. They're are great coming. battlers. It's They're great, really it's good great, battlers. Great battle. Let's let's check it out. There you go. <laughs> All right, uh, you're battling Paige Wesley. Why are you battling Paige? Um, honestly, I'm just honored to be battling somebody fatter than me. Um, That's I, like wow. finally, thank God. Okay. Um, <laughs> didn't say that. We don't we don't appreciate that here at Rose Battle. Uh, <laughs> But we love this next young lady. She's a rising star here. Make it up for Paige Wesley! This reminds me of that movie, uh, The Killer Tomatoes. Uh, Saudi Prince, who do you like? Uh, this stage is uh, starting to look like a burlesque show in West Hollywood. Um, honestly, they look like the same woman during different points of their transformation. Uh, I, I'm, I, can't, I can't even focus because the whole time I'm trying to figure out what size sheet I would need to put a burqa on them. Your misogyny has no limits. I mean, literally, physically. Uh, <laughs> Fire Squad, who do we like? I mean, I'm a fan of both of them as comedians and cast members of Hairspray. <laughs> uh, Waiting for it. <laughs> Beautiful. Party starter. What up, baby? <laughs> Anybody else want to fucking I jump in this? I've seen them both battle. They're fucking yeah. great. I'm really excited about this. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Ladies, it's one round. It's three jokes. Who wants to go first? All right. All right, everybody. Paige, Heather. If you say Heather's name into a mirror three times, she's just glad someone's talking about her. Thank you, Game of Scones. 
Mitch and I are both Italian. You can tell from my name, and that page is shaped like a dented can of Chef Boyardee. Thank you, Doey Kardashian. Heather doesn't like Tinder because she's too afraid of getting catfished or poached for her ivory. Thank you, Danny DeVito and Batman Returns. You look like your favorite sex toy is a chocolate eclair. Those are strong words from a woman who looks like she douches with rosé. Last joke. Last joke. Heather has the fiery, fiery personality of her Latin ancestors and the laugh of the donkey that brought them here. I don't know what that means. Um... (laughs) Uh, I don't want to call Paige trash, but the only time she'll ever get picked up is on garbage day by two Mexicans. Saudi Press, I'm going to you first because... You know, uh, before this battle started, I would have said the only way to defeat either one of them would have been with fire, but... I have to say that I I really feel bad making fun of two people that look like they're both battling a pituitary problem. But I I really loved uh, Jonah Hill in uh, Superbad, and I also somewhat liked uh, the the secret level of Donkey Kong. (laughs) You just call her a whole level, that's fucking brilliant. God damn it. <laughs> Fire squad. What are you like? I, the secret I mean, level? Oh. You both said the things to each other that you secretly think about yourselves. Uh, so it's very cathartic in some way, but it was fucking awesome. You That's both great. were so fucking awesome. I want to see it go to sudden death, which is how it will go for both of you. I know, no, trust me. It was coming. Yeah, they, they, don't, they couldn't, yeah. You cool, who do you like? feisty since you were an Al Bundy shoe store. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you, both, you both look like you work at Lane Bryan for the employee discount. It's like 40%. And, uh, <laughs> well, yeah, I, I think it was, a, it was a great battle of last call. Um... <laughs> Honestly, honestly, the uh, Kardashians did great. Um, Kardashians, yeah, no, you, you honestly, I, I'm sorry that Usher gave you both herpes, but uh, uh, I think that it was uh, it topical. Was good. I thought it was good. I thought that uh, Lampanelli uh, stole it. Um, she, I, I thought she had some funnier one. The game of scones and the Danny DeVito were both just monster jokes. You, you had all your jokes hit, but hers just hit a little harder on those ones. So I'd have to give it. to I her. disagree. I vote for the pregnant one. Thank you. Thank you. She didn't know she was pregnant. Let's go to another it's round. It's my actually. final round joke, is what it is. We're gonna do this thing. Uh, all right, audience, what do you want to do? Sudden death. Okay. You went first last time. Yep. You're up first this time. Joker, let's roast! Paige is upset that her boyfriend bought a machete, but to be fair, her pussy is the world's largest unexplored jungle. (laughs) Heather's face is the last thing you see when you close the Papa John's pizza app. All right, audience, it's on you now. Who do you like? 
Do you like Heather? Yeah! Paige! Yeah! Uh, Be decisive. Be decisive. You want to try? Really? Okay. Wow. Okay. One more, Paige. You got one? You got one? Yeah. You're up, Paige. Let's roast! Yeah! Heather dresses the way patchouli smells. <laughs> Paige's neck is so thick that her ISIS beheading video would be a trilogy. I mean, that was well done. She played the room. Oh. I wouldn't want to behead either one of them. It's a lot of work. Who uh, has the no time, way. really? <laughs> Who does? That was great. Fuck, man. I mean, I think this deserves a tie, but it's on yeah. you, audience. Do you like Heather? Yeah. All right. We still have to, we still have to <laughs> shut up. Uh, you're a winner. Double overtime. Heather! Heather Maruli! Hug each other. Great work. Um, please watch uh, Corporate on Comedy Central Tuesdays at 10.30 p.m. or at cc.com or in the app. I think you'll actually like it because these guys like it and they're not full of shit. So thank you. And this was fun. Where can we follow you? Oh, at Weissman Jake on Twitter. My guy. Thank you for thank you. stopping Major by. Major on Twitter. Go make yeah. that money. Ah! It's a good show.